0: I've been getting a lot of questions from moms all over the world about the new switch that many parents have to deal with now with this home learning situation and just all these families just being together in a close knit place since all the schools are closed now as a licensed educator of 20 years and someone who has been a homeschooler on a regular basis for years with their kids for me it's kind of not that much of a different situation but for other parents who are not used to having their kids home all day um, with them or even working from home some of them and responsible for still helping their kids get their learning done and keeping them occupied has been a struggle to say the least. So in this podcast, and by the way, also in a YouTube video that is just releasing, I'll put the link below, it will come out probably within 24 hours of this, the the link will be below. It'll be really cool because I'm going to give you some tips on how to better manage being home with the kids during the COVID-19 isolation period. And each of these um, kind of tip, tidbits or advices are small, but they can be mighty pieces of advice to make this time so much more manageable. Inshallah, And the cool thing is if you do check out the YouTube video, you're going to get to see me inside my house with my kids and how I go through every single one of these bits of information that I'm going to share with you on this podcast. You know, as moms and wives, our ability to have everything in check can make all the difference. When we're not in our best state, believe me, everyone suffers. No worries. In this podcast, we're going to go over what you can do right now to better manage the COVID-19 isolation period at home with your family. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. It is so good to be with you guys. I don't know, even though I'm in the house, I feel like I I miss you guys because I, I feel like I haven't gotten out and seen the world lately. How do you guys feel? How's everything going with like the whole isolation thing? Now, many people keep DMing me about Ramadan and they're like, oh my gosh, if this is the case in Ramadan, what's this? You know what's with this? What's with that? Do we have to fast ill. Uh, we can't go to the measured. How are we gonna? How are we gonna like change ourselves and everything? And you know, I'm actually. I'm not too worried because I always kind of have a plan B. And in my life, I really, really take certain times of the year seriously. And Ramadan is definitely one of those times. So as it is coming about, um, you know, right now I was actually going to do a podcast before the whole COVID-19 thing happened. Totally different about what I'm doing for Ramadan. But me, just like you, just like everyone in the world... I had to get a bit agile and say, well, this is what I'm normally doing at this time of year, but now I got to switch it up. And you know what I realized in life? The people who are the most successful are the ones who can roll with the punches. And I'm really big on that. Like, I don't get down about a situation. I just have that whole growth mindset thing. If you've heard me do podcasts before, it's like... Okay, it's not that this can't be fixed. It's just that I haven't found the solution yet. I haven't found what works for me yet. Okay, now I'm home. Now I have this situation. I have the kids. I have, you know, the spouse. I have everything like this. And I hadn't planned for this. Believe me, these couple weeks before Ramadan, I usually have a whole different situation. But... Had to roll with the punches, like I said, and we're going to figure it out. But by the way, just to give you a little like something to look forward to, in Ramadan, it's still going to be amazing. I'm sorry, because I had planned so many things online anyway, because it's kind of my own way to reach all of you all over the world. So many of you on this podcast are from at least 30, 40 countries right now alone. And, you know, with having at least 200,000 downloads, we have a huge community of women i'm really excited about that and so in ramadan i had already planned to have the course and that we could work on our best versions of ourselves together anyway so still looking forward to doing that this year in ramadan Okay, so just getting right in, um, I do want to say that um, I just want to give a quick shout out to Words Believed. She has been doing an amazing job of just sharing so much of all the positive things we've been putting out here um, on her Instagram stories and her posts. And, you know, I also do a lot of stuff on YouTube and people share that as well. But I just want to give you a virtual hug and some du'as and say thank you so much for sharing all that we're trying to put out here to get us as women to come together and better ourselves. So Jazakamallahu khairan. If you want to be featured on my podcast, Don't forget to share my content on your IG stories. And also you can leave me an Apple review on Apple podcast. I always love to read them personally and um, really appreciate those as well. So getting really fast into the tips here. The first one I want to say, actually, all of these are relevant, whether Kind of almost all of them. I think just one of them is only for parents. But these could be relevant for anyone. But especially for parents, I think they will appreciate these things. Um, but at the end of the day, having the, the first tip I have is having a schedule and sticking to it what happens is now that everyone's in the house it becomes this like and and not everyone's working it's it feels very odd each day kind of starts just blending and melding into the next especially since we're not going outside a lot we're not seeing people um so Having a regular schedule that you feel like I'm going to get up, things are still going to get accomplished. I'm not going to just sleep in, miss my Salah. I'm not going to start um, like, especially if you're a parent, have things just going crazy. The kids are acting out because they're just so bored and hyper and the space is too small and I'm just getting stressed and screaming and all that. I don't have any of that issue because I always have a schedule. So the schedule is going to benefit the kids and you as well how well kids naturally need the security and predictability of schedules okay it's just the way that their body works and helps keep their moods stable and predictable and i think that's a plus for all parents and for us the schedule will allow us to stay less stressed and calm by having designated times when things are done now not having a schedule can make emotions run high for everyone and cause a lot of stress if you're together day after day. Now, depending on what type of person you are, you might like a block schedule with a chunk of time. Um, that's what I kind of like is a bit more of a relaxed approach. But if you want a more minute by minute approach, you can do that as well. And in the YouTube video that I'm going to put out, you're also going to see, I'm going to share with you downloads of the schedules that I use for my kids to kind of make sure that everybody is doing what they're supposed to do especially when you have homework in the mix and the kids have to be doing that um, many times schools will assign it I know by us they're using zoom with some of the schools and so these are things that should have scheduled times you have to think about the time of the day when your kids are most productive for example when it comes to homework I find between the time of like 9 and 12 is the best ideal time and you're going to find that their work doesn't take that long to do. And that's actually one of the beauties of homeschooling. A lot of people think when you homeschool, you have to do like six to eight hours of schooling at home. It actually takes us only about four hours max to homeschool for the entire day, which means I have tons of time after that to do anything else I want to do with myself and my children. But yeah, you're going to find your, your schooling doesn't take that long. And so you could do it in the morning. You could do it in the night if that doesn't work for you. That's the beauty of, of, of doing things at home. You could actually do them when you want. But either way, do have a schedule. And if you go, like I said, watch my YouTube video, you'll see what some of my kids do during the day. Number two, less devices and TV and more planned activities. Now, there is nothing worse than waking up and wondering what to do with the kids when you wake up or yourself or your family. And so having planned things to do as opposed to just Throwing yourself and wasting the day on devices and Netflix binging, it's really not good. It's super tempting, I get it, to just even let your kids play on devices all day and stay out of your hair, but it's really unhealthy for the kids. It's really unhealthy for you. It's going to formulate a lot of bad habits, making it super hard for you to break out of them when the kids go back to school or when Ramadan begins or to go back to real life. So, I mean, overall, it's just going to get us in a lot of really bad habits. So, training our children to engage in electronic devices at minimal is still important now as it it always was and the same thing for us getting addicted to our phones or Netflix binging is just gonna carry on into Ramadan if we don't get a handle on that now. So try to use your time more wisely having planned activities. Now, let's talk about kids for a second. If you're not the type of person that wants to make activities, no worries. Like I said, in my YouTube video, I'm gonna give some suggestions. I'll show you a whole bunch of things. I videotape with my kids what I do with them in the house. I also have a link for one or two websites where you can get some um, you know, different easy in the house things that you could do that don't cost a lot of money i do take into account the age level of the children and their attention spans i'm going to show you a chart on that um, in the video and basically the younger they are the ability to focus is less and less and um, what I usually do is I take like a Sunday and I put together a whole bunch of activities. Uh, maybe I just print them all out at once or whatever it is. I, or I just plan it out. At least I have an idea. Waking up and having an idea of what you're going to do is so much better than waking up and going, what do I do now as the kids are tugging at you? And they don't have much patience to wait for you to set things up or figure things out. So that usually turns into a high level stress situation really fast. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know I know it because you're DMing me. So I'm telling you, I just plan those things out. They don't take a lot of time. I use um, some websites also. I, I have memberships for them. One of them is Twinkle, T-W-I-N-K-L. I use Twinkle UK because I like the British version. Um, but they have tons of things to print out. Now, I do pay a one-time fee for the year. They have different packages, I think like $50, US, 100 But it's for the whole year, and you get unlimited downloadables. It's not like teachers pay teachers one of those sites where you got to pay every time $10 $20 this you just pay one time and you can like download as much as you want it's really really good so um I do sometimes uh f- put my kids on ABC Mouse. Um, that only goes up to about second grade. Um sometimes I like parts of that, sometimes I don't like other parts. It depends. It depends on what you want. We also have um a regular membership to something called KiwiCo. Again, I'm not sponsored for any of these things, but it's really great hands-on educational stuff. So you get like one box. You'll see it in my YouTube video. Again, I put it there. All these things um you get a box and it lets you just do some type of educational activity with the kids and it's all done for you. You literally do not have to make up anything and my kids love them. They go crazy over them. So um, you could, like I said, you could download some stuff. There's some basic stuff. You'll see me do some stuff in the video with my kids, but overall plan stuff before the day starts. If you like Wednesday night, what you're going to do for Thursday, just have an idea before you wake up and have that schedule. My kids do the same schedule every day and it's easy and everybody knows what they need to do. Okay. Tip number three, have a behavioral system to motivate your kids and to cooperate, um, You're welcome with this one because this is the one that's going to make all the difference in the screaming and the whining and the tantrums and the I this and I that. Okay, so I might have made a little bit of a mistake. There might be two or three of these that could just generally go for kids. But overall, all these things um, after this, and it's really important to understand in general that whether you're with children or not, schedules are important right Um, having yourself off devices uh, even as a young female is important not binge watching all day so that's still relevant if I just put a twist on it right and behavioral systems to motivate your kids well you know what you might need a behavioral system for yourself you might need to say there's certain things I'm going to do to reward myself and and I know it sounds weird for adults, but we actually like reward. Everyone needs to feel like they're working towards something. Like as moms, we look forward to vacations or time alone or time to do something we enjoy that's very specific. Kids need the same thing. Adults need the same thing. So think about that whole like... How can you reward yourself for getting something done today? It might be like having a really nice cup of tea alone with a book later on, or having a cup of a, a piece of cake that you really like, like whatever it is. But kids need something too. So in my house to motivate our kids, we recognize the good that we do and we use a little system. In the YouTube video I have, I show you a little picture We have these cute little charts and they take these little sticky velcro things and every time they accomplish something good they go and put this little sticky thing now i like it because i don't have to remake stuff over and over it's totally reusable and i love reusable stuff because it's like minimal effort now we also understand in our house that there are consequences so we do have a chart it's a tally chart it's a three strike chart and in my house if you get three strikes it means you have to go to bed early earlier than whatever other siblings there are that is a nightmare for any child. No child wants to go to bed earlier than all the rest of the people in the house. If you know anything about kids, you know they're really sensitive about that. Now, the thing is with all these things, you have to be consistent in doing them. You cannot forget to to give them their reward. I love to even make them walk over and do it themselves. So it can be like, um, I finished all my math work today. I get a little to put my little, um, Piece. I think we have up to 15 pieces up there. Or I, I finished all my English work and I put it up. Or I, I, I made myself breakfast and I cleaned up after myself. I get to put a little piece up. At the end, you can decide what they get in terms of reward. It could be staying up an extra 30 minutes. Or it can be, um, I would love to say, we usually have experiences. We usually allow them to pick a place they want to go and we take them. With this new situation, obviously, we'll have to revamp that and just possibly have to buy them something or do an activity with them that they get to choose what's for dinner like whatever it is every kid has what they like find out what drives your child and then you just use that as their reward but the consequences thing we don't get highly emotional or use it as a threat and that's really important instead it becomes more like a reliable promise if you break the house rule you get a strike no one's talking to you about it it's just happening and kids learn really fast that because you don't go back and forth and negotiate with them, they take you a lot more seriously. I promise you, this one is working for us all the time. And like I said, you can decide if also if the strikes can get removed. Just make sure you aren't busying your day with putting strikes up and down and focusing on the negative, and I'm going to give you a strike, and it's not like that. Focus more on the good that they're doing and recognizing that good behavior and recognizing it motivates much better than threats. And again, I'm going to link a free download for you to use the same little chart that I'm using. If you want to use it, more than welcome. Inshallah, is tada. All right, let's get on to number three. All right, this one's really important to me. And this goes for the husbands and the wives. Make sure that each parent gets some time to themselves. Now, it could be because you and your husband have children in the house, or maybe you have extended family. You don't have kids. You have extended family that came to live with you or maybe you have both. Maybe you have kids and extended family. Being on top of one another day in and day out can cause stress. Everyone needs a break and some time alone. Everyone. My husband often takes the kids as I get to read a book or do a workout. I take the kids also as he gets to do a workout or do some Quran or take a nice shower. We, 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 we we use each other to help each other instead of pinning each other against one another. So saying, Hey, I'm sure you need time. Why don't you take half an hour later to do this? Why don't you take that is better than making a point. Um, you know, planning it with one another is better than, than pointing to another, you know, fingers and saying, Hey, you get more time than me. Oh, it must be nice to sit over there as I sit over here and do this. You know, stress can be avoided when you work together, but it does mean communication. Also, don't forget to put the kids to bed on time and get some well-needed quiet time with one another. Our kids go to bed, for example, at 8 p.m. sharp, so we always get to spend an hour or two alone together. It's an important time for spouses as well. This way we can connect without the kids as opposed to the kids running themselves into the ground until at night and we pass out and we're trying to like shove them in the bed and then we're tired too and, you know, we just jump on the bed and then we like ignore each other because we're tired and face the other way like this is not a good way to keep a marriage so remember to have that regular time even when i'm not in the whole covid situation if you know anything about um, me talking about this in the past, we always have this time anyway. And so this is just a really good practice to keep putting the kids to bed on time. Believe me, you'll feel less stressed because you get that time alone. And if you have children who do not how to go to sleep and you're struggling with that, that is something that once you figure it out, it is going to change your world. So maybe i might do a, like a podcast in the future on that. But for now, I'll just say, make sure everyone gets time to themselves and communicate about that. Tip number four, Educate your kids on what's happening and avoid showing them your fear. So like any traumatic event, children look to us to know how to react. If we come off as fearful and frazzled, it sends a message that they should feel that way too. We may think that kids just kind of get what's going on, but it's much better to sit down and explain it to them, even if it's for five to 10 minutes. They need us to make them feel safe. Believe me, they know something is wrong right now and everyone is kind of, you know, in a tizzy and so they've picked up on it but we really need to just take a moment to explain it to them as humans we tend to fear the unknown so explaining what the virus is and why we need to take precautions like staying at home is really really important for them and I've, I've linked an educational video for kids um, about talking to them about the virus in in my youtube video you could check that one out as well but teaching your children the basic Everyday ways of even staying safe by literally modeling it for them. I I show this in my YouTube video too hand washing, covering your face when you're coughing. You might want to even role play it out. I do that with my kids. They think it's a fun activity. And they think you're just, um, you know, doing something enjoyable with them. So taking the time to just sit and show them is really important. Also explain as a Muslim how we should respond in times like this. Being stuck in a situation like this can make many of us feel frustrated and caged up and he might even start to have stress about money and things like that. And these can can show in our face and our behavior with our children. We need to remember the words of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and how he spoke to us about how to handle things in time of disease. If you haven't already checked my podcast on the, the COVID and, and how not to be fearful and how Muslims should respond, you can see how I spoke about this, about the Prophet, peace be upon him, about the reminders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. But let's focus more on gratitude instead of fear. And let's teach our children to do that as well. And finally, I just want to give a bit of advice. Avoid talking about scary statistics or overreacting when you see a new media post on your phone when your kids are in the room. Children may not show us that they are listening, but they are. And it's better to keep what concerns us to our private adult conversations away from them. All right. And the last thing I want to say, tip number five, is embrace this time together as a family. It's our reality. Every time you start to feel frustrated about being stuck at home all the time, together, pay attention to your inner dialogue. Instead of, why do we have to be stuck at home like this? Or why does this have to happen? Instead of saying these things to yourself, as you notice them, change it to something more positive like, Alhamdulillah, um, you know, that we're well off or better than other people. Look at it as a gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. We always say that we wish we had more time, right? enough time to pay more attention to the kids or read more quran or to teach our kids islamic lessons or to spend more time together as a family we'll look at this as a beautiful opportunity to build more memories kind of like a stay stay vacation you know plan something special each day that you can do together with my kids lately we've been doing some baking Make a new memory. It's our reality for now. Let's make the most of it together. Um, Like I said, don't forget to check out our YouTube video that we're gonna have up within 24 hours on this uh, topic. I pray that you've enjoyed this podcast and the humble advice I've given. If you have enjoyed it, do not forget to subscribe to our podcast. That way, every time we're gonna be putting out bonus. episodes too especially in ramadan that you're always the first to know and don't forget to get on our list for ramadan to get all of our goodies that are coming down the list in april 15 so many will be released looking forward to spending more time with you all and have a blessed week stay safe talk to you soon inshallah bismillah alaikum, rahmatullahi wabarakatuh